Earlier this month, the Ohio Department of Health released a report on suicide uh, among Ohioans uh, uh, based on uh, statistics that it collected between 2007 and 2018. And uh, what it found is very sobering. Our guest on this segment of Perspective is Dr. Mark Hurst. He is the medical director for the Ohio Department of Health. Dr. Hurst, thanks for being with us this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you for the invitation, Clark. I wish it was on a happier topic. Well, uh, the uh, department found that suicides uh, increased among all Ohioans, 45%. But what I think a lot of folks found disturbing was the uh, dramatic increase among suicides uh, in people under the age of 24 and even as young as 10. Did that surprise you at the department as well when you read that? But we follow these statistics on a regular basis, so it was not surprising to us. But as we aggregate all of this information and look at it on an annual and then even a past 10-year basis, as you mentioned earlier, it's, it is really sobering and is very concerning. A suicide at any stage of life is concerning. But, you know, when we see some of our very youngest people who are dying from suicide, we realize the lost potential in those lives the potential for them to have had good and successful lives had they gotten through this period of suicidal ideation. So it really speaks for the importance of identification and intervention. And the uh, report uh, points out that suicide is the leading cause of death among Ohioans aged 10 to 14, the second leading cause of death among Ohioans 15 to 34. So it really is victimizing some of the youngest and you would say the brightest in our state um, at, a, at an alarming rate. Is there any anything that you can tell from the statistics or from your experience that suggests what has happened to our young people to make them despair to the point where they are taking their own lives? Yeah, it's a great question. And there's a lot of speculation as to why that might be. Uh, As I said earlier, it's very concerning among the youngest people in life who should be looking forward to their futures rather than feeling that their life is over. When you look at suicide in general, it's a very complicated public health problem, and there are multiple factors that enter into it. And when you look at individuals, the reasons that any individual attempts suicide or ultimately dies from suicide are very unique to that particular person. So it's hard to track that exactly. The one thing that seems to be a common factor among everyone is hopelessness, that they don't think life can get better, that they don't think that there are any other options or or things of that nature. So uh, that's where all of us intervening with our friends, family, coworkers, to project hope, to offer compassion, to offer a future, and to point things out uh, of that nature is really critical. Let's start with how to even understand or how to even begin to find out if anyone in your family or any of your friends is contemplating suicide. There are some warning signs and some first steps that we can take, aren't there? There absolutely are, and we should really all be aware of the warning signs because all of us, whether we're medical professionals or non-medical professionals, uh, have an opportunity to intervene and save somebody's life. So the warning signs that we need to look at, look for are, first, a major change in mood or behavior. So someone who was generally jovial or acting in a certain way is suddenly changing the way that they're, uh, that they're behaving. They look unhappy. They look depressed. They're more irritable. They snap at you more often. They start to withdraw and socially isolate. 
in kids, a decline in school performance or less involvement with their friends in extracurricular activities. High-risk behaviors like using alcohol or other substances. In fact, alcohol or other substances are found in the majority of individuals who die from suicide and often is one of the factors converting a person thinking from suicide to one who actually attempts doing so. People are having problems with concentration. They're not energetic anymore. They're sleeping more. They're having difficulty sleeping, but especially expressing feelings of being hopeless, not seeing a future, not wanting to live anymore, or frankly, just expressing suicidal thoughts. If someone expresses suicidal thoughts or thoughts that they'd be better off dead, this is an indication that we need to try to get them help as soon as possible. Uh, the disturbing part for me was was that uh, these statistics affect kids as young as 10. Uh, some of the behavior simply is not liable to be seen in a child of 10. They may not have extracurricular activities. They're certainly not going to probably be drinking or using drugs. At least we would hope not. Uh, and so if you are a parent of a child that young, what are the things you need to keep in the back of your mind um, as you consider, you know, the the almost uh, you know unthinkable possibility that your child might be thinking of taking their own life the most important thing is change in behavior nobody knows your child better than you and if you're seeing a change in behavior not being engaged in schoolwork school grades going down isolating more just not seeming happy those are things that we need to take a look at and have evaluated never ever ever assume that a child is just going through a phase because that phase could be something that's much more serious and is amenable to treatment. And so we always need to keep an eye out for that and recognize that treatment is available and treatment is effective. So for anyone who thinks their child or a member of their family or a friend is contemplating, if, they, if they're seeing these warning signs, if, they're, if the lights are turning the blink red, what's the first thing they should do or what are the first things they should do in order to start to intervene and maybe help? The first thing to do is ask them about it and never hesitate to ask somebody if they if if you're having concerns about them if they think they may be better off dead or having suicidal thoughts sometimes people think oh if you ask them about suicide it's going to make them more likely to attempt suicide and nothing is farther from the truth in fact asking somebody about suicide often is unburdening to them they recognize they're no longer uh, alone in their thoughts, that someone else is interested in them. And that can make a big difference. And then <clears throat> when you see these kind of things, trying to get them professional help as soon as possible uh, is very important. Uh, if you're concerned about an imminent suicide risk, you really need to take them to a crisis center or emergency department. Suicidal thoughts are very much amenable to treatment, and people can live successful and happy lives even if they've had suicidal thoughts with effective treatment. Dr. Mark Hurst is the medical director of the Ohio Department of Health. We've been talking about the uh, department's uh, recent report on suicide in Ohio. Uh, if you have done that, uh, you've had a conversation, or uh, uh, then what? I assume follow-up is important, and that's something that a lot of us may not think of because we're not professionals, that, okay, we have the talk with our family member or our friend uh, so far, so, so that's fine. But that's not the case, is it? No, no. And, and I mean, I, even as a medical professional and as a psychiatrist, 
I'm not 100% confident of my abilities to change somebody's mind about suicide. If they're having suicidal thoughts, they need to have a professional assessment. They need to have appropriate treatment with that. And treatment can include medication. It can include psychotherapy. It can include other kinds of things like involvement in uh, in other kinds of activities, uh, which can really help turn that around. And there is a good, a good science in terms of suicide prevention and the impact of all of these treatments in uh, decreasing the likelihood that someone will die from suicide. Uh, we'll mention this once, and we will do it again before we're done, but the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255, and the Crisis Text Line, text the number 4HOPE, all one word, to 741741. Uh, the first part of our discussion has been on the uh, suicide rate uh, and the number among young people, which might give our listeners the impression that that's where the problem lies. But part of the study also showed that the suicide rate among adults is, I'm assuming, has not really changed that dramatically. The most, uh, the most likely, the highest rate are actually people my age, um, you know, between 45 and 64. That, that's right. Men, men of our age, Clark, are the most likely to die from suicide. Uh, there has not been a significant or sustained decrease in suicide rates in any state in our country in the past 15 years. We're no exception to that. And I think this really points out that suicide is an across-the-lifespan uh, issue, affecting children as young as 10 and affecting people well into uh, their older years. Uh, and you know, a lot of that gets to that core of hopelessness. When people have lost social standing and they don't see life the way they did before, particularly after people have retired, they no longer have employment, they have less social contacts, uh, they're beginning to have more physical problems and things like that. They may have financial problems. These are things that make people, that influence people to have some thoughts of suicide. But we need to be really clear, many people experience those things and don't have thoughts of suicide. There's something fundamentally different about people who have those losses and think of suicide and those people who have those losses and don't think of suicide. And that gets to the illness of depression. When people have that illness of depression and they have symptoms that go along with these things, like not sleeping and not eating and not enjoying things, having decreased energy, having difficulty concentrating, those are people who need professional help and appropriate treatment with medication and psychotherapies. Governor DeWine created the Recovery Ohio Initiative. Part of that is the formation of the Recovery Ohio Advisory Council. Uh, that council studied the problem, uh, came up with some recommendations that address variety of issues concerning mental health, uh, suicide, depression. What were some of the areas that the council looked at and made recommendations on? Well, the council was uh, was formed and and is very broad based in its rec- in its uh, uh, in its membership. It includes treatment professionals. It includes people who have received treatment. It includes family members. It includes law enforcement. Uh, it's really very broad based. So there are broad based uh, recommendations in that. Some of the first start with stigma reduction because one of the most re- common reasons that people fail to seek treatment is stigma. Uh, that you know, they're afraid that they will be chastised at work or at home or in their neighborhoods if it's known that they seek treatment. And we need to be aware that depression and other mental illnesses are biological illnesses just like diabetes or hypertension, and there's no shame in seeking treatment. In fact, there's great honor in seeking treatment because your life gets better and your family does as well. 
It also focuses on prevention. It focuses on effective treatment uh, approaches. It focuses on recovery supports that are really necessary for people to recover from depression and other mental illnesses, like employment, like having transportation available, like having... uh, um, having safe and stable housing. So it's really a very broad-based approach uh, that we have been working on and will continue to work on in the years to come. And what else in the study did you find in terms of some disturbing increases or some surprising increases in the number of suicides or the suicide rate among certain segments of the population? Well, there has been an increase in African-American males uh, attempting suicide also. You had mentioned the, the rates in the, uh, in the young people, which have continued to increase. Uh, but the increase in African-American males is also something that's very troubling to us. The highest rate of suicide is in white non-Hispanic males. The second highest is in black non-Hispanic males. And then third and fourth are in uh, white non-Hispanic females and black uh, non-Hispanic females. So men are much more likely to attempt or much more likely to die from suicide than women by a factor of about four to one. Any idea why that uh, disparity exists? Well, there's a lot of speculation about that. One is that men are more likely to use uh, more lethal means than women are, such as firearms and things like that. The other is that men are less likely to seek help than women are. So um, if we care about a man who's not doing well, uh, we need to try to influence them to seek treatment. Again, it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength to recognize we have difficulties and seek help for those difficulties. The uh, Ohio Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services offers uh, suicide prevention information and resources. Their website is mha.ohio.gov. The Ohio Department of Health's website is odh.ohio.gov. Its medical director, Dr. Mark Hurst, has been with us this morning. And again, we want to remind you of those uh, two uh, uh, tip lines or prevention uh, helplines that we gave out earlier, 1-800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And there is the crisis text line as well, uh, the number 4HOPE to 741741. Dr. Hurst, before we let you go, what's the one thing you'd like listeners to take away from our talk here this morning? I think the most important thing, Clark, is to recognize that each of us has a role in suicide prevention. A person knowing that there's one other person who cares about their well-being can make a difference and can make the difference in them not attempting suicide. We need to show compassion to our fellow man, particularly those who are not doing well and those who are feeling marginalized and if there isn't hope in life. All of us can make a contribution. There is help available. Help is effective. And uh, reaching out to, for professional assistance or to the Suicide Prevention Lifeline or the Crisis Text Line are all good things to do. Dr. Mark Hirsch, Medical Director with the Ohio Department of Health. And Dr. Hirsch, we appreciate you being with us this morning. Thanks. Thank you, Clark.